Welcome to Dreamers to Leaders, Keeping It Real with Melody podcast. Melody is a classic dreamer who started as a flight attendant and worked her way to now a tech fashion trendsetter, thought leader, and dynamic entrepreneur in various industries. This podcast is for the dreamers and doers. Learn how to think, act, and speak big as business leaders share how they turned from dreamers to leaders. Hello and welcome back. I'm your host, Melody. Do you want to grow your business using LinkedIn, get more engagement, get more clients? Well, our guest today is the not-so-boring LinkedIn guy. He proudly served in the Army and used to own an award-winning agency for gamification. He uh, developed apps for Fortune 500 companies, was involved in the Harry Potter virtual world, Xbox, to name a few. He's now a LinkedIn coach and influencer. He's here with us today. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Troy Hippolito. Hello, Troy. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Glad to have you here. Let's begin. If you could, uh, we'll talk about your business, of course. Uh, but before that, share with our audience the twists and turns on how you got to uh, your new venture today. Oh, my goodness. Uh, okay, so... Uh, I used to have a, a company that made video games or gamification. Mm -hmm. And so I'm a developer and a designer, and I was actually the top designer in Atlanta a few years in a row. And so I'm a UI UX person as well as developer and all that stuff. And I had a company called ISO Interactive in the past, and we were doing awesome. You know, we had a programmer with a designer, and we had a small office, about a dozen people, creating some mm -hmm. really cool stuff. And it was going really great until it didn't all crashed and i was very sad and i was like what's going on and unfortunately i'm in atlanta georgia and atlanta georgia has a bunch of uh fortune 500 companies and they have a bunch of small mom and pops they don't have a good middle ground right and so all our agency work came from the fortune 500 companies because the mom and pops don't have a budget and so we had to figure out what's going on and we realized that all these large companies were taking the employees and people and bringing them inside the company. So it killed the whole agency model, which is much different than L.A. and New York. L.A. and New York depend on agencies. And so Atlanta was, is much different and it hit everyone hard. And I had to figure out how am I going to get more clients? Because I had all these awards and all these things, but they didn't really care because they were doing internal work because a little more corporate. Yeah. And so I ran to a buddy, his name is Feta, and he had a similar company, IT company. And I ran into another buddy, which was a sales guy in New Jersey. And they both said LinkedIn. I said, what do you mean LinkedIn? Uh, you know, he goes, yeah, we build relationships on LinkedIn. And I realized one major thing. LinkedIn is about professional dating, you know, like courting, courting businesses, right? Mm -hmm. And so old-fashioned dating, let's put it right. that way, traditional uh, getting to know people, like real networking. And I realized I was a terrible dater in real life, like because I'm very direct. I have some type A traits and I know what I like and I just go for it, which is not always the best thing. And so uh, it's like going to this uh, meeting someone and finding this beautiful woman. And I say, I find you very attractive. I want to have two babies with you. <laughs> you, you end up getting they smacked. Won. 
Yeah, and that's what a lot of people do on LinkedIn. They go in hard and they try to sell. They don't really get to want to get to know that person. So what I ended up doing was formulating the dating scenario for companies and to really figure out what was the right pace. Um, how do you get to know this person? How do you become genuine? You know, and how do you help others? And so uh, I realized if you come from a place of service, things are a lot easier. And I said, this works so well. I know I can get 35, 40 meetings a week easily. And, and I said, you know, how what? did you juggle that though? 30 to 45 meetings per week of virtual though, right? Yeah, they're no, virtual. That's, that's virtual. a lot. That's um, a lot to, uh, there's probably only like one or two a week that's in, in person and, and COVID's kind of holding that back. But, uh, but my meetings were not really designed for business. They were designed for meet and greet. Just so short little meetings. Got it, got it. And so that is too many meetings for me because I have a business to run. So I, I want to bring it down to about 20. And so my methods work really quickly. I could have 80 meetings a week if I really wanted to, but that's insane. It makes no sense to do that because if you bring a client in, it's based on referral or, or their exact need that comes straight to you from my profile or if they see a post or a message or something like that. And they say, I need that help. Uh, but I only want two clients a month, you know, because I have the high end clients and then I have all my course material I'm doing for LinkedIn. And I said, well, if I had more than two clients, high end clients a month, it would be hard to deliver. Even though I have a team, it takes some time to make sure that they're set up properly to be successful. And so I actually reduce it quite a bit. The key is really just figuring out. How can you be an authentic person and just provide value without any reward? Quite tough to be authentic and have that building relationship with 30, 30, 30 to 40 meetings. Uh, yeah, I don't do that now. I, I cut that down to about 20-ish type of meetings a week because what I want to do is I want to like uh, I want to connect people with the right people and I want to just deal with the, the good people. So most of the people that want to hire me I don't, I, I don't accept the uh, relationship mm -hmm. because they have to have, have a certain qualification. They have to have the same mentality, wanting to help individuals. They have to have, their audience has to exist on LinkedIn in an active form, a portion of them. And the third is they need to know how to close the relationship, the deal, or whatever they're trying to do within the right amount of time. And a lot of people are not built that way. They want to sell, sell, sell. And it's so you were able to uh, streamline your filtering, your filtering uh, process to really get to the to the core uh, clientele that you that you'd be able to really help. Yeah, and people say, "How are you going to make money with two clients a month?" Oh, you can make a lot because a client has to put a chunk of money down, and then they have to pay monthly. So just think about it as compound interest running in your favor. Receive and then my course okay. material. Yeah, if we get a partner that has a lot of people that need the courses, we'll just give them 25% for the list. And you get a big chunk of change from there. So there's lots of opportunities for everyone to make money. You know, I think you just have to have things that people want. And you just have to go in there and see if you can actually help them. And people, some people don't know the difference between help and spam. So if I had to give one tip, it's like if someone wants to engage with you, don't give them stuff they didn't ask for, or at least ask them permission. Would it, do you want me to send you this, you know, or uh, does this make sense to do that? And then allow them to come back at you 
uh, in order to uh, complete the conversation, you know? Right. So, uh, so it just goes back to the basic respect, right? Respect people's time and um, have some finesse, especially uh, with, with the pandemic and how the workforce is shifting, right? There's a lot that are going through maybe shutdown of uh, companies and now are, are now trying to retrain and basically pivoting uh, to a different industry, maybe. Uh, what, uh, what has helped you with that transition? Oh, reducing the number of friends I have just to, to the, the core people that are, are genuine and would really help. We can help each other out. I'll give you an example. I wanted to do this courseware stuff, right? There's no way I could have done it myself. I got other things going on, right? I'm a single parent. Uh, you know, I'm running this company, helping with clients. I'm, I'm hiring people for, for helping with people with post and, and conversions and all that. And I said, how do I get this course material out? Because it could make a lot of money and it could help a lot of the lower end dollar amount of people, the people that can't afford the higher end services. I said, but I just, I just can't afford to really do this. And I thought of it creatively. And I said, well, how can I get partners that supplement the things that I don't do well? And so one of those partners was uh, uh, Ed Forteau. He's an email guy. So we have this week, we have this monthly show that has thousands of people on it. And email is a big portion to make sure the audience shows up and, and, and gets excited about the guest speakers and all that other stuff. And I said, you know what? All these LinkedIn courses, I don't want to do them all. I'm, I'm not saying I'm lazy, but I can't do them all. So I ran, uh, I, I bumped in again to my old friend, uh, Jean Michel. He's another LinkedIn expert. And I said, Hey, um, hey, Jean, um, I'm redoing my profile. You want to take a look at it? And we did a little Zoom and he, he loves to talk. And he went through it already. I was already, already going to do it. I said, ah, let me do, do this so I can send him some clients. And so I made a, a uh, 45 minute video for him going through my profile and him and I going back and forth. And I chopped it up in seven bits and I put it out there on LinkedIn. And then I then I put them back together inside an article. So I had, I had an article of seven and he loved it. I said, Oh, he goes, how are you giving me these clients for free? Nothing's really free, but if I figure if I give him something, give him two or three clients He's going to be excited. I mean, I wanted him excited. I said, this would make a good course, wouldn't it? He said, yes, let's do a course. So I made it his idea. And, and he's, all, he's all for making this course. And on the show, we uh, advertised the course. And we didn't want to do it for free. So we said, let's do a live course, charge 100 bucks for this whatever for, for three days. And then I'll do mine for three days. It'd be like nine hours of content. And we can cover the cost. So I always wanted to cover the cost and, and to make it happen. And uh, it worked really, really well. It covered all the costs of the courses. And now we have a website and we have all these courses. Now we have people that are lining up. Well, not lining We have three major uh, potential clients that we'll just give them 25% of the conversion. And nice. that's a good bit of money. So finding relationships that are very beneficial and concentrating on the people that have the same values as you is very, very so quality, quality, uh, quality control there. <laughs> quality yeah, versus sure. uh, quantity. Uh, so for those that are in the crossroads, so for our audience out there, they're the crossroads and they, they know this industry, just like with you in the gaming industry, it's 159 billion 
at least 2020, 159 billion uh, industry from hardware, software, and services. Mm-hmm. And one would think, hey, this is where I belong. Uh, all my my training has always been here. Uh, aside from those two people that said, hey, try try LinkedIn. Uh, what what made you really uh, shift from uh, from gamification to uh, LinkedIn being the pro? The pro go-to person. I, I saw a path to success, and honestly, I had a small shop, and I got burned out. I'll just be honest with you. I got burned out because you have these uh, – the, the games that we did were like under a million dollars. So there weren't these AAA games. There were there were projects that came up. And so a lot of those stuff is location-based. So we're located in Atlanta. It's not a game-central state. And so we were doing pretty well, and again, until we didn't – and it was too much because uh, when we hired a new person, like making video games is the rock star of programming. And it's a really sexy thing, you know? You get to build stuff that no one else could do. A programmer right next to the designer and the 3D guy, they're working together to create like really, really cool stuff. And so yeah, it's from a Harry job. Potter, right? So you were doing oh, like, yeah. Um, yeah, we did a Harry, Harry Potter, Potter virtual Xbox. world for free. We had 200,000 people uh, on that thing. Uh, we did. I did Coca Cola Enterprises site through another agency. We did. I uh, did U.S. Army stuff. Uh, Wrigley's, which is a, which is a candy brand for uh, Skittles, and did mobile apps and stuff. And project managed this and helped develop that and, and all that sort of thing. So, so it was really out. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but another issue is not besides location is that people don't care how good your portfolio is. They just they want what they want. And so a lot of you have all the competition around the world. It was kind of. Is kind of you're competing nationally, and these people that come in, you can give them a small salary because they're really excited, because the payout isn't that much. It's not you know we don't produce a lot of money, so we're kind of shoestring budget. And then next year they would all go to like the IBM or somewhere where they're offering triple triple the amount of money, and you can't compete with that. So the business model for Atlanta was not the best. Because we didn't have our own product. We developed products to others. And when we were doing the LinkedIn stuff, uh, we looked at it and um, we said, you know what? There's an avenue to help people, an avenue to success. Because we were able to convert jobs. And I said, well, do I want to do this or do you want to do that? I said, let me let me work on my personal skills a little better because I'm kind of a nerd, right? And I have, I have no uh, – I'm not the smoothest guy out there, you know? And I said, let me work on being authentic in the relationships, and then they'll see through that. And it worked out really well. So that's how, how long. I mean, how long have you been uh, doing this, being in this space? For the LinkedIn stuff, I would say about three or four years. Um, we just did a rebrand to the Troy agency. So it was return client, and it was a little corporate. And I said, you know what? Let me be personable, the Troy agency. To be honest with you, I fired 90% of my clients <laughs> and, and pretty much started over. <laughs> well, we had clarity. Nice. And, and the clarity is if you're not going to make the meetings, if you're not going to be sincere about what you're doing, if you're not going to help people, maybe you're the wrong client for me. And there's a certain type of client I work with to be successful. I have a client right now that did exactly what I did at other agencies. He hired me specifically for that. He goes, uh, oh, yeah, I need to get projects 200K a month to do that. And I said, well, these are the elements you need. And I push him. I had a meeting with him today. I said, these are the things that I need to, in order to help me help you to be successful. 
and I hold, I don't say hold their feet to the fire, but their hands are definitely in the cookie jar. You know, let me, let me um, add on uh, to that firing of clients, but it's really in life, there needs to be discipline and clarity in saying no to things that are fluff, that are the excess fat that you need in order to be lean and to be more efficient and hopefully to be able to scale uh, better and get a better ROI, right? It's the name of the game. (laughs) Yeah, I think that people have to do, get out a little bit outside their comfort zone, but they have to do what they have to do. For example, I'm taking this interview from an Airbnb, so I don't, I don't care. I need to make these things happen, and I don't care who knows. They said, oh, this guy's going to make it no matter what. He's, he's not going to give an excuse not to show up on the show. Um, <laughs> so I was sharing with you um, previously that uh, I did three Zoom meetings while on a hiking trail in Oahu. So beat that, Troy. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I, did it at a McDo- I think a McDonald's is worse. Is <laughs> I did it at a McDonald's. No, really so they did the menu. Though. They seen the menu of like it's the glass window, but the, the reverse stickers of the menu and stuff. <laughs> they knew where I was at. I didn't care. And I used my, you know, I always have a secure line on the secure, secure internet connection, of course. Um, so, so that- yeah. So there was even one time where I was at a location having a Zoom meeting and it seemed like I had a virtual background. And I was thinking, oh my, and, and I kind of saw, you know, the, the, the image, right? Yeah. And it seemed so surreal, but. Yeah. So you know, that was a better meeting than mine. My, I can't surreal the big, big Mac burgers behind me. No, <laughs> so you actually had a great setup. It, it's great. But what I'm also trying to allude to is, Hey, you're in an Airbnb. You could be anywhere. There's no excuse. You have. Your calendar, that's my pet peeve, you know. <laughs> you live off your calendar. Uh, so yeah. You have your calendar. You committed to that. Yes, you had your detours and and perhaps you were supposed to be somewhere and you couldn't. But hey, you have a phone. There's Wi-Fi. You, um, you blocked someone's cal- uh, calendar. Uh, you better better show up, right? <laughs> yeah, and if you can't... And I showing mean, up is a half of the battle. <laughs> yeah, and if you can't just show have have the courtesy to let you know if you can reschedule ahead of time, you know, and and just make things happen. I think that people are slowly getting it. I think they should have had it a long time ago, but I believe it's not on the calendar. It doesn't exist. That's just how I operate. So we have a meeting. I said, no, we don't. (laughs) (laughs) Don't have a meeting right now. No, we don't. You know, if it's not on the calendar. Uh, Another thing I think that people need to do is embrace a routine. Like whether it's whatever you're doing in business or whatever, and then have separation, of course. So I've created a day-to-day process for LinkedIn. Matter of fact, I have a show coming this Wednesday, and we're talking about specifically that, right? The day-to-day, uh, day-to-day, a repeatable daily process on LinkedIn. And so the key for that or anything is to figure out what's the most important thing to do, how to get it done, and how to get out. I mean, who wants to screw around on LinkedIn like all day? I mean, that's just not fun if you're running a business. Right. You want to figure out how I'd be most effective to convert, you know? So get in, get there, get it done, get out, right? <laughs> mission, yeah. mission done, mission accomplished. Uh, so imagine LinkedIn, uh, founded 2002 here in Cali, and in two years already have uh, a million, a million active subscribers. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like two decades of journey and they're the main platform to really connect with real professionals globally. Oh, yeah. Right? Your LinkedIn profile is more important than a, and than a resume. Resume they, or your business go, card. Job hunters, when, you know, when people are looking, they, they look at that first and they want to check out who you know, why you know, what you look like, where you're at, you know, all those details that are are going to um, help you succeed in whatever area that you're going for. So you got job hunters, um, you got a ton of recruiters, you got um, a lot of B2B, and even B2C, like coaches, they do, you know, individuals, but high ticket type of situations. And so those things work really well if done properly. Yeah. So so you you mentioned kind of the parallelism of being effective in LinkedIn and your your techniques in dating. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so so yeah, what, are the, yeah. what are the main takeaways that you've learned that you think would be really helpful to be effective in creating that great relationship, building, connecting with clients? Well, one thing I do is I suggest people to... Uh, to loosen up a little bit, like show the scars, but don't show the wounds. Like they don't want all the greedy details and stuff. But uh, I think us as in the U.S. anyway, maybe all around the world, we like a good story. You know, mm-hmm. we we like that's why we like soap operas and 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 um, what are those uh, shows that come up? There's reality TV shows. We love them. It's because all of a sudden I was living in my car and now I make a million dollars. They want to see that journey. You know, they want to see that person. So on my profile, I let them know I'm a single parent. I let them know that I was in the army. You know, I let them know that I was in IT. Uh, I let them know I'm very upfront and very direct. And if I can help you, great. You know, I just put myself out there as a person. And they said, oh, I can relate to this this individual. Uh, sometimes on Mondays, I will once in a while post uh, Keep It Real Mondays. So something I screwed up or someone screwed up that was fixed. And so it's okay. Cause, uh, cause everyone wants to be super perfect and everything like that. That's not realistic. That makes you very unapproachable. So my thing is that loosen up, be a little human, you know, of course, don't go, don't go left field and, and break all the rules and stuff, right. but it's, it's all right. It's all right to talk about certain subjects. I talked about how I lost a client, how I thought I had this client and I was sure that I had him, and I didn't. And what did it, what happened? And, and I, I broke it down to three, three areas. I was like, I said, well, number one is maybe the wrong type of client, you know, but number two, my contracts were too long. And I always want to kind of encourage people to kind of connect the dots on how to do certain things. Uh, example, they talk about touch points in sales, right? Oh, you had to have 12, 15 touch points before the first meeting or whatever, right? That does not mean to spam them. No, no. So how do I engage with someone before I meet them? And there's some simple process. I'll give you an example. Oh, I want to connect with this person. I want to engage with this person, right? I'll look them up. I'll tag them on my browser and I'll put a little bookmark on it. And then I will uh, look at his post and I'll engage in his post. And if he replies back to it, I may engage in another post that week. And at least I had two conversations with him. Mm-hmm. So a touch point is me is, is me writing. Another touch point is him replying back and having a conversation. 
-hmm. And there's another post in there. And then maybe next week, I'll send them a connection invite or something. Yeah. So what I'm hearing, Choi, is uh, be authentic, right? Be genuine. Be human uh, in, in that um, in that interaction to make a meaningful connection. Don't bear it all. Maybe serve the appetizer, but not the main entree uh, initially, right? And so help them, help. Uh, there's that law of reciprocity. Yeah, I, I think in the professional uh, world. So extend your hand first. See what you can do to help. As you said in in your bio, you're 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 a fixer. So you like to uh, to fix and solve problems. So when you do that and you have that mindset, then it's easier to connect. I mean, if much it's, easier, much easier. So there is a litmus test, and you know what a litmus test is—that thing you dip in there and it turns whatever color, like color. oh, mm. infected, not whatever, whatever chemicals in it. And to pass the litmus test is super easy. If this guy, this business guy, would willing to meet you at a bar, hypothetically, not physically, but if he feels like I could have a beer or a drink in this high-end bar with this guy, right? Then you're in the zone. That's really where you want to be because you have to think, if during these times of COVID, I'm very protective in general, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to bad mouth anyone or whatever, but I also don't want to tell people any of my personal feelings or ideas, business, personal, whatever it is, until I trust you. That's the trust portion. And if you can get to the trust portion where they would want to take you out and have a drink with you, then you're, you're in the friend zone. And they trust you enough to have that kind of conversation. But the concept is that more than a coffee. It's a friendship. It's a friendship. Like my buddy. Like, I don't want to hang out with Initially, initially. So, so, okay. You spotted a profile. You want to connect. You think there could be something there with, so is there like a litmus test from, from there to profile or the litmus test that you're referring to is you already have somehow done two touches. Well, when I say the litmus test to when you're in the zone, I'm referring to when you're at a good place already. Already. So if, if I go out to a bar, a high-end bar with someone, it's more than a coffee. It's, it's like we're friends. So I can I can provide so information. Acquaintance to friendship type of yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of you kind of uh, going to the, the friendship stuff. And people won't tell you acquaintance is the same thing they tell a friend, you yeah. know, because mm-hmm. if you're authentic and you're there, they're only help. They have a level of trust. That's where you want to be at it. And you want to have that level of trust. I'm not saying that you need to go to a bar or anything like that, but I'm saying the concept of uh, they trust you. That's the feeling of of trust. But if you had to have a scenario from from A, B to C to D, yeah, sure, 12 touch points, but but not, not spamming on LinkedIn messages or anything like that. When I send a connection invite, I send one message after I'm connected, right? Mm-hmm. So if I want to, I'll start from the beginning. If I want to engage with someone and, and, and do less is more, and I want to only engage with certain type of people, I will um, engage with their post if they're active. And, and we have real conversations that go back and forth there. And then I may send a connection invite, you know, or they'll send it. To, a lot of times they send it to me. And uh, so as soon as we're connected, uh, I'll do something as simple as, send a message 
on the LinkedIn app. When you want to build a relationship, you want to think a little bit about strategy. So how do I engage someone without being annoying, right? So we'll talk about what not to do. Don't send message after message after message because you're trying to get your 12 touch points. That's what we call spam, right? So we don't want to spam people. In case you didn't know what spam was, it's when you send all these, uh, all these damn messages in a row that no one wants to hear. Like, don't write novels on LinkedIn Messenger. The me LinkedIn Messenger is made for a very short... It's like if uh, an email had a baby with a text, you know, uh, well, some people write long texts, but, you know, texts are meant to be very short, maybe a little longer than a text on the phone, right? Another rule, don't send them articles and links unless you know them, or at least you ask your permission. So LinkedIn is very permission-based. So you have to see if they'll, you know, uh, they'll actually respond. And some people are not LinkedIn people. So you have to identify, if you connect on LinkedIn, is there another method to reach out to them that's more suitable to that individual? So I'll give you a scenario. Mm -hmm. Say I want to connect with these five people this week, right? And I look at them and I know that they're, they're pretty active and they're posting. They kind of fit the right criteria and they seem like good people, right? I always look for like family oriented, you know, like real people that have a, a unit to take care of right? Because their thoughts processes are usually a little different. And I say, I'm going to engage in their post and they're replying back. So when I engage in their post as a touch point, when they, when they reply back as a touch point, that conversation is a touch point, right? And then depending on how you're speaking, you can kind of shift the conversation to what makes sense to that individual. You may, you may like or engage in another post. And so before I ever send a connection request, I, we probably had conversations already. So I send a connection request and they already know me. They feel like they know me. They said, oh, yeah, I know this Troy guy. And I said, yeah, it was a great post about so-and-so. Feel free to connect if it makes sense. And you just moved from your 30% acceptance rate to like 90. And then you also moved the relationship down the line. And so you went from uh, talking and having conversations uh, and then being happily, happy to, to connect with that individual to have that type of conversation. This is the other thing that I do that's quite different. See this right here? You can have, most people have LinkedIn on their mobile device, right? Mm -hmm. And I think like 70% of people use their mobile device for LinkedIn, um, which is teetering over what they're doing for, for the, the browser. But the LinkedIn app has some special features. They're designed for the mobile app. And they can help you being authentic. One of those features is the little video feature. If we're connected, I can send you a video, not a video link that goes outside of LinkedIn. I'm talking about a native video that's pushed right inside the LinkedIn Messenger. So if you connect, what do you, what's the logical thing to do? Is, is to thank them. Right. You thank them for connecting. If you send a video on there, 20 seconds, 30 seconds tops. No selling. No. Just say, thank you for connecting. I really appreciate it. And I know we had whatever the whatever the scenario is. Talk about so, that. So you can record yourself and yeah. then push it to that post to, to engage with. Uh, no, push it to the message. As soon as you connect, uh -huh. uh, you can wait a day or whatever is appropriate and send them a video thanking them. And so it does a, a feature. It's a feature in the mobile. Uh, yeah, the LinkedIn mobile app. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. Yeah, it's a feature in there. By doing that 20 to 30 seconds long, you've done a couple of things. You've taken the time to read your profile proper or you won't be able to have a conversation. So they know uh, you're talking to them because it's one video for one person. Mm-hmm. And you're engaging with them. You're thanking them. That's the point of a welcome video. And then you say, you know, I, I agree with whatever you were talking about in the post, whatever it is. Or I notice that you're doing A, B, and C. And you have a conversation that's specific to them to connect the dots. And then after that, what I tell them, this is just me, I have a stellar profile. So I say, I said, well, if you have a moment, um, feel free. And I, I point to over to my left shoulder. I don't know if this is right or left, depending how how the video goes. If I point over my left shoulder, it points to my name. You click on my name, you see my profile. That's why I always click over to my left. And I say, feel free to just take a look at my profile. If you see any dots to connect, feel free to send me your schedule link and I will book a time with you. I'm not pushing my stuff. I'm them inviting them to saying, if you really want to talk to me, if you see something special there, send me your booking link. That way you're not pushing anything. It's, it's, it's the ball is in their court. It's non-invasive, not, you know, and I say, thank you very much. Uh, have a wonderful day. And I smile through the whole thing. One third of the people convert to a meeting on that one thing. Mm-hmm. And it's powerful. I, I could be um, a testimony to that because there's quite a few that would go to my message uh, via you know LinkedIn. And of course, it automatically goes to trash or I delete or just mute the conversation or what have you. But um, you're absolutely right. The, uh, the video that you sent, it, it seemed like you went through the, the profile. You knew what you were saying. It was brief to the point. Uh, and at the same time, you then, um, there's that. Um, you had a feeling I wasn't going to sell you something. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, it was I wasn't genuine. a creepy person that was trying to, trying to do something because. So that's great. I, mm-hmm. uh, LinkedIn for a lot of people, uh, they think compared to, let's say, TikTok, Instagram, or Facebook, there's a little bit of it being a little sterile and quite intimidating. What would be your your advice to someone that, yes, have a LinkedIn profile, which is majority of everyone globally that is in the professional field, I think, Mm -hmm. but haven't really harnessed uh, the power of of LinkedIn? What would be like maybe a few baby steps to, to dabble into it, to see how, you know, it's not as intimidating as what other people perceive it to be. You know, it's pretty interesting you, you asked that. I had a five-day challenge for posting the other week, right? And I just put it on my show. And, you know, we sometimes we capped the show at 100 people. and Sometimes we cap it at 500, whatever it was. And that time we capped it at, at 100 people to, to enter the show. And you know how many, uh, within... Two or three days, you know how many people signed up for the five day challenge? How many? A hundred. So uh, at first it was like 30 that day, but we, if we had the email list, we had a hundred people sign up. And the goal of that was just to do stuff get off your butt and ah. do it, get out your comfort zone. So what I would say is just go for it. And it's okay to make mistakes, you know? You don't want to be too outlandish. You need to be aware that you can't curse. You know, you don't want to be very morbid or anything like that. People don't like that in general. For most people, you just have to go out and do stuff and go out and present yourself. You know, get out 
get out of the um, get out of the closet and just say, hey, here I am, and I'm doing A, B, and C, and go for it. And then you'll find where you fit. And you're gonna be awful at first, and people are gonna love it. People like people that have flaws in them uh, because they remind them of themselves. Another thing too is I hire a LinkedIn coach, and there's a lot of fake coaches out there for anything, lifestyle coaches or whatever. Yeah. But uh, work with someone that will help you get where you need to go. And then uh, once you start moving, you got to identify, well, what's my goal on LinkedIn? And then redevelop your profile that shows you who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once you get those things down, create something. What am I, I going to do today on LinkedIn? And how do I keep this thing going? So most people don't realize is if you have a process, you can tweak the process, but you have to have some kind of process that you do daily. And, and then you'll find out this thing works a little better for me. Uh-huh. And this converts better. And then having that daily process and, and committing to a little bit of time every day on LinkedIn will get you mountains of success. You want to go out there and deal with honest people because you don't want to mix the weird energy. You want to work with people that can uplift each other. And then when you get that trusted network, things become a lot easier. So number one, just start doing stuff. Number two, uh, seek out help. It's okay. Uh, number three, create some kind of daily process that you can see improvements over time and just keep with it. Some people only have 15 minutes a day on LinkedIn. Some people have an hour and a half. But typically, if you have an hour a day, you can convert very well on LinkedIn. See, I think what um, what has been a challenge for me personally is knowing a, the audience, and B, how your voice and your content would be different from one platform mm. to another, right? So early on, uh, early 2000, so in my head, Twitter is like, it's almost like a bar, right? Where you just kind of strike a conversation with whoever, um, you know, nice day out there, right? You know, it's just kind of that casual you don't really have to have any relationship. You just kind of want to be out there and you want to just say your thoughts. So it's like a bar. And then you think of Facebook as your living room, right? So a lot mm-hmm. of family, a lot of, a lot of, you know, kind of borderline personal because, you know, it's really family from across the globe and, mm-hmm. and that's how you connect. So they equate that as your, your living room. And then, and then there's LinkedIn, right? LinkedIn is like your home office where if your, if your analogy is a home, that's where you go, you know, to conduct business. So uh, for a lot, I, I would change you- the analogy. Now I think LinkedIn is more like the, the fun bar you go to in the network, <laughs> You know, that's so it's that, like a, a networking, a network, a professional. Yeah, it's, yeah, more so, you know, because the business you do is out, actually outside of LinkedIn. So your home office is the work you get from LinkedIn. And LinkedIn itself is more like the high end, the high end bar where you meet like really, uh, really successful people. So the five day challenge uh, with regards to contents, what mm-hmm. would you suggest would be most effective Considering a professional. So for a lot of, um, a lot of people there that want to think of content specifically mm-hmm. for, for LinkedIn, you want to be a authentic. You at the same time, you want to be professional. So like, for example, if it's too much family, let's say that's a little bit too personal. When is it that what you're doing outside work 
that it's okay to to have it out there, even though that's well, not really everyone will have persona. their own. Everyone will have their own rhythm, right? Mm -hmm. You just got to figure out what that is. So for me, Mondays are usually about something that something to think about. Something went wrong. Something got fixed. Like oh, this is interesting. I never thought about this way. Uh, the middle of the weeks are usually about learning something, you know, some tips and, and, and this stuff like, Oh, I didn't know that. And then Fridays or later on in the week, maybe has something to be more personable. You know, like I even had a video that I didn't do. It was a little baby dancing. And so it says, why would you do that? But it's, it was about family and it's about having good vibes on the weekend. And so I'm a family oriented person. Uh, I want them to see another side of me. It's not very super personal, but it's really like, oh, I like this. It makes me feel good. It's on the weekend, and it makes me think about what I should do on the weekend. So the ones on Fridays are usually, and I didn't post this week because I've been traveling, but are usually geared towards um, how do you feel good? How do you recharge for the next week? Um, you know, why family is important or what what events that I do you know, how can I relate this to my personal life a little bit? And that's kind of my flavor, you know, uh, of doing stuff. Now, your other question was, how do I get these ideas? Like, they don't know what to post. It's, I think that's what you were trying to say. Or they know, but they think, is it appropriate? Is it LinkedIn appropriate? Because it might be more of a, an Instagram <laughs> uh, well, content. If you're if you're solving a problem that people have, so... Whatever you do on a day-to-day -day basis, you're helping people or you wouldn't have a business, right? Think about how did I help someone today? Ooh, you know, think about that. That's a good yeah. question. Uh, yeah, and, and you're always have. solving problems. What problem? What did I find inspirational? You know, what did I like to do, you know, that I thought was cool? So so with, with LinkedIn, it's great to A, form a connection and build relationship. And that uh, reminds me of... Um, I think it was Gary Vee uh, that said, saying hello has no ROI. It's building relationship, right? It's through building right. relationship that, that that you get that. And just to kind of add on and, and tie it back to what we were talking about, like you're in Airbnb and I was in, in Oahu and I was still able to, um, you know, with family uh, and such and still able to conduct business how the world really, really has changed, right? And how easy it is to connect globally and to have a meaningful relationship or even a very profitable uh, relationship, really leveraging uh, technology. So, you know, with a Zoom, anywhere, anywhere you can, uh, or WebEx or whatever platform uh, that you want, right? And then secondly, come to think of it, listening to you and, you know, with experience, with technology before, imagine getting a few clients. What would it take, Joy, to get a, a few clients, right? Mailing, da-da-da, co-calling, et cetera. Now, with, with what you said about, um, you know, you go out there and look at the profile. You think it's someone that you're interested to know and to connect with. There's really just a basic formula uh, for that, and you alluded uh, to it. So, so A, Freaking like, like what, what you think is good. Don't hide that you like it and not do anything. You know, what's, what's. Take what? action. Yeah. You definitely yes. want to take action to engage with that individual. So like, like maybe you know. retweet, 
and um yeah. well there's no retweet on linkedin i know i know uh, but if let's say you're you already posted it <laughs> so i'm so, not just being difficult i'm just but yeah so you, you could share uh, though you, you could share their contents mm-hmm. so you post something you you tag me i share it in my uh profile so why not share so like engage re yeah um, yeah comments all that comment, stuff and really be thoughtful with that comment how you know what you have a good you have a good point there and and this excellent point don't say oh yeah great post <laughs> you suck if you say that don't do that totally or just go in there or, uh, and, and read <laughs> and understand and and they have even cool things like um they have a website called i think it's called giphy.com where you can type in a word and it'll have an animated gif so you can download that and upload it to a comment, and then you can add to the conversation. So there's a lot of things. You use emojis. You know, you can spice it up a little bit. But have built a thoughtful comment. Comment. Mm-hmm. Because if it's thoughtful, it's it's like five times more likely to be replied to. And that's and having, what you want. You want that engagement coming back in. And having that consistency. So it can't be like you do it and then you leave and, and, and forget about it. So so uh, maybe if I really want to focus on one, then so you do that, not only meaningful, but memorable, right? A memorable post that you would stand out. Like, who, that? Ooh, who is she? Oh, that's pretty nice. Uh, you know, that um, that very insightful uh, comment from, from this individual. So so that's that's one. And then maybe another, another, and then, you know, that consistency will make you be someone that they're going to be familiar with. Therefore, it's not going to be like, who's this stranger uh, wanting to connect, right? So it goes back to what you're saying on, you know, how do you build yeah, consistency uh, a Consistency is very important. Yeah. And having a certain tone so they know you, know who you are. So if I would say in order to be successful on LinkedIn, if they had components, right, if I had to break it down into components... I would say it starts with your profile. Mm-hmm. So we do yes. profile makeovers and all this other stuff. But because your profile will separate you from everyone else that does what you do. Like my first tagline is the not so boring LinkedIn guy. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Right. Yes. I, I like that. You know, like, I think I remember. Yeah, I remember that. It's kind of funny. Not, you know, it's not hilarious. It's not rude. Previously, I had a better one on my IT company. I was the number one Swissipino game designer in the world. <laughs> That's like my pickup line in the bars. <laughs> so for our audience out there, what is that? What is that? Okay. So my mother's from Switzerland and my father's Filipino. Uh-huh. So I'm Swissipino. <laughs> and I, I tell, I tell them at the bars, yes, I'm the number one Swissipino. So your profile has to be right from top to bottom. It's mostly visual, uh, SEO optimized, tell a story. Figure out who you are clearly. So if you go to my profile, like, oh, I know what this guy does. Got it. He has a whole accelerator program. Awesome. He has good content, you know, and they just want a good feeling on that. And so we do that. And then having that profile, then once your profile is really solid, it tells Uh you who you are, tells yourself who you are, allows you to figure out who's my ideal prospect. You know, who's my ideal person to network with. And then you could, uh, you know, you can actually have some kind of way of one, your day-to-day routine, you know, your daily process. Maybe I should reach out and they should sales navigator to connect with certain type of people or to reach out or, or investigate them, whatever it is, right. you'll, you can create a little day-to-day process from that. So number one is your profile. You know, number two is having a plan for engagement on your day-to-day process. Um, and that could be outreach for messages and 
and engaging, connecting. Another thing could be posting. So there's three areas here. There's profile, there's posting content, and there's your messaging messages as well. And then it can extend outside of LinkedIn, depending on the scenario and all that other stuff. So if you could share with our audience, Joy, how they could reach you. If they want to, A, do a makeover on their uh, profile in LinkedIn, uh, increase their engagement, uh, set appointments, get more appointments and clients, and uh, have meaningful relationship through that platform, how could they reach you, Troy? You know, LinkedIn, just type in my first and last name and the first person comes up. Troy, T-R-O-Y, last name is Hippolito, H-I-P-O-L-I-T-O. And the guy that looks like me. So <laughs> just connect with me. There's a booking link there in the, in the description, you name it. And if you want some courses, just go to, uh, what was the site? Uh, essential, um, essentialsforbiz.com. Essentials and the number four and then biz, B-I-Z.com is the site we set up for the course. But uh, feel free to connect with me and ask any questions. If I can help, I'm, I'm here to make that happen. Wonderful. So what's going to happen? Uh, we will have the links. Uh, to your site, so it'll be easy for uh, easier for our clients uh, to reach you. Uh, thank you, Troy, for gracing the show. Wishing you continued success. Thank you very much, and the same to you. And for all the dreamers out there, keep believing. You got this. Till next time.